Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. Happy birthday, Tone. Hey, happy birthday. No, you don't say happy birthday back. It's not my birthday. It's oh. your birthday. Thank you for your service, Tone. But yeah, yeah, thank you for your service. Thank, thank you. Yeah. There you go. Uh, do you get presents for your birthday? Mm, not really anymore. No? It's over. What? What's yeah, it's co- over because um, there was a while there in the 30s. It was still big gifts between me and my sister. And then we both came to the realization that um, unless there's a special experience we can provide for, like, the big milestone birthdays, and there, there, there is one that I'm a year late because she turned 50. So there's one I'm a year late on because... My wife gave birth last year right around her birthday, so I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even go to her 50th party in Chicago, oh, which geez. is terrible. Which is just, Aww. and I could tell. I mean, my sister understands, but that that's a tough thing to miss when we're very close. Yeah, we're kind of done. We're kind of done with the yearly big gifts. I have no other family other than now the new one that's been created, and. Sarah and I have both kind of said we got so much other stuff going on with the house and everything mm-hmm. that these are kind of all gifts. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess so. Do you now, you know, I, I didn't realize, do you get anything from your in-laws for your birthday or anything like that? Um, no, no, we haven't done that. I, I just think everybody has so many other people that are probably closer to worry about that. It just, it, it adds a level of anxiety to keep up. And that's why I think a lot of families like around the holidays, they go into the secret Santa because it just makes it so much easier for the bigger families. How are you going to get 15 gifts? And for all the children or the the nieces and nephews or grandchildren, it just, unless you're rich, it's just really hard to have to do that and then to be thoughtful for those gifts. We uh, we used to, my, I think I might have told you this before, for Christmas, my grandfather... And grandmother, of course, my um, my grandmother was not my birth grandmother. My my grandfather got married again. My grandmother died when I was uh, four years before I was born, and then my grandfather got remarried uh, when I was born. And they used to give each grandchild like fifty bucks, but they had a bunch of grandchildren because my remember my my dad my grand my dad was one of seven. So there was five, and then there was my uncle Jack, who was his half brother, which was six, and then my dad came along. Who was the seventh? 
Does that make any yeah. sense to you? Yeah. So there were seven kids all together, and so for their grandkids, they uh, they each had like a fifty dollar bill for each one of them. Mm. And I didn't. Re- I told you that when when my grandmother had died, she had had Walmart stock from way back in the day or something like that. That I was like, oh, that's how they could afford it. I had no idea. Yeah. 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 So like they had a, like they they had a house in um in Pinellas Park, Florida. That they would go to and stuff, and, they, and I mean, it wasn't like they lived in some, they, like they lived in Louisville. It wasn't like some. The house was nice, but it wasn't like some huge thing. But they never put on any airs that that there was anything there. And then, um, sadly, when when that side of the family died, when when my grandmother died, that side of the family like it's very weird because it was only a marriage by marriage, and she had already been married like twice before. She had two husbands. She had already buried. And then uh, her kids, like, wanted some big legal battle with my dad. And my dad's like, I don't want anything. Just my grand, my, he's like, my dad was married to her for 20 years. I want what's right. And that's it. I don't want any of that stuff. Forget it. And that was it. Like, they were like, oh, we're ready for some big legal battle. And that was not the case. That just sometimes makes that it was, easier. That to was not what my dad, that on. was not what my dad was interested in. Mm. That was not what my grandfather was interested in. Honestly, my dad was really upset by it, like really disheartened by it. He's like, really, we've known each other for 20 years. We're doing this. Like, come on. So, like, they, I, there was a, I remember there was like a court date, but it was like a one-time thing. Like, mm-hmm. all right, he gets this because he was married because it was like, well, because like there was an argument like they weren't married long enough. They were, they were married 20 years, you know, because it happened when I was 20 years old. And when that all went down. So there you go. Either way, um, what the hell? Oh, yeah, birthdays. That's what the hell I was asking you about. I don't get, I don't want birthday gifts anymore. I don't want, do you want Father's Day gifts no, on Sunday? No, and I, I actually, Sarah's already been like, what do you want for your Kit birthday? I used to have what arguments want, about this. What do you want for Father's Day? Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm so past it, even though this is my first Father's Day. And there was a chance I was going to be in Vegas for the first Father's Day. They changed the date for the bachelor party. Yeah. And Sarah was like, thank God they changed the date. That would have been ridiculous if you missed your first Father's Day. And I guess I've never had a Father's uh, Day before, and I've never really thought about Father's Day. And Father's Day for me has been a very different uh, day than a lot of people else's, a lot of other people's Father's Days. I think the fifth or sixth Father's Day is the first good one. What? When they're old enough oh, to like make you, you something, and they, oh, especially when oh, yeah. we have a little, it's not for Father's Day, but for Christmas time, we have a little Santa shop, right? The kids, you give them 10 bucks or 20 bucks, and they try to make it. In my family, it's hard. There's eight people living in the house, right? So the little ones try to make it last, and they buy like a $1 trinket or like a homemade keychain or something. And you ha- and it, there's part of it where you, you're like, yeah, I have to be really happy about this and then part of me is like they put thought into it like my kids always get me something browns they're like well they don't have chief stuff so here you go you love football here's a browns thing and i'm like okay i'll take it it's good you thought about me see i never thought about that part of it like my dad was never into father's day gifts so i don't want any father's day gifts just because it i don't know it just feels weird but if they were to do like if they were to make something or something like that then yeah fine yeah let it ride Especially when they're younger and it's like, it's not even that it's good or bad or whatever. It's just that they actually took some time out, especially if they're doing it on their own without being prompted. Yeah. That's nice. 
putting their handprint on I something. Bet, that, since AZ's a girl, I bet girls are way more creative with that. Yeah, I probably. bet you'll get really cool stuff later. Probably. I'll, I'll tell you just one last thing on the birthdays, though. I, I now come to think of it, I had never been you know big birthday guy or whatever. Um, and I had moved around, so part of it was I wasn't with my friends. Mm-hmm. Then when I was a little more established in my career and in my late 30s, but I was still single, I did start just putting together parties. And really the gift for me would be that all my yeah. friends were together. Yeah. And so I was spending a lot of stupid money at the club, but it was like, hey, all my friends are here. That one and time so you said you spent fun. like two grand on your own on your own birthday. Yeah, yeah but that honestly, that that there was more of a payoff for that. And now even that's done. That's already done. Like that window's yeah. over because, you know, there are just other responsibilities, other things you need to be at. So I don't know that I'll ever really be into the birthday stuff ever again. And the it's, Father's yeah. Day stuff, I agree with and what Owen said. The, I'm in the same same boat. Now, my day actually falls on Father's Day sometimes. But you'll be, you know, a week between them or whatever. Sometimes just a couple of days between yeah. Father's Day and your birthday. So it's a... It's a weird – right now, all I want is we go play putt-putt as a family. For real, there's real stakes. The score is kept. That's what I want. Is, is there a handicap? I thought your birthday was in July. It's never been in July. It's never moved? I can't, I'm not getting you a cake. I know when your birthday is. You owe your birthday – wait, your birthday's Saturday. Yeah. That's right. I thought it was so July 17th. So That's my parents' so anniversary. In July. Yeah. 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 Well, this month is – this year it's in July. No. <laughs> I'm busy that day. Uh, well, you ain't getting a cake Friday. How you no, like that? I don't want one. Why don't you want a cake? I don't know. I don't. I don't want one. We should give Lima. You should keep your cake and give it to give Owen it. on Friday. <laughs> take it to a bay, take it back to Giant Eagle or wherever, and have them scrape Slippery have Wizard. Have cross out Slippery Wizard and just put Owen <laughs> and just see what they do. Put Big Country. Big Country. Yeah, I'm sure you uh, can. Figure out a way to shoehorn it in. Do you even get special birthday dinner? Do you like get to eat what you want today? No, what I said is we're going to... I'm sorry, her, I wasn't... My, her, my, her, no, I said the show her birthday was a week ago. Yeah. A little over a week ago. Week ago so week ago. we are just going to go on a date night without the baby. That's right. That's right. Okay, birthday. I'm sorry. We do a nicer restaurant. That's and we right. want to go to like Little Italy and do it up that way. So, um, So instead of having... I buy you a big uh, dinner. You buy me a big dinner. Yeah. Well, what's the point of that? We're sharing the we do the combined I mean, thing too. We treat we treat birthdays like a last meal on death row. <laughs> and so we have fifty shrimps. Axel gets today's his birthday because you guys have the same birthday. Axel gets what he wants, and I go, okay, what do you want? And this was yesterday, and he goes, I want a bucket of chicken. I want you yourself want a bucket of chicken. He goes, yep, I want a bucket of chicken, and I want fries. And I says, okay, he never eats. Like when we went to that Guardians game, Tone, they had a whole buffet there. Yeah, what do you mean? And And he doesn't eat. He's thin. He's very thin. He's small for his age, and he's thin. Because, like, my mom was 5'7", 5'8", so, like, that's why I'm kind of a giant in in comparison to my father. Anthony, or excuse me, Anthony, Axel is not a big kid. He's he's short. He's not short. He's not even that short. He's just small. Just yet. Yes. I mean, it's yeah, a lot we'll can change. We'll see. And I, and part of me kind of likes it like that because, you know, I told him, I was like, well, it's, you know, it's easier to put it on than take it off. But uh, he wants a bucket of chicken. And I'm like, well, you're not, you're going to eat like one piece. 
<laughs> like, I don't know what he thinks it is. And then I realize why he wants the bucket of chicken. He, put he his head wants in the, bucket? the bucket of chicken. Well, he's a big guitar fan. He loves, um, yeah. He wants the bucket of chicken <laughs> because of Major League. Yes. Oh. Because okay. they sacrifice the yeah. live chicken, mm-hmm. or they sacrifice the one whole chicken. Are you bringing him rum as well? No. Because he did. So, yeah, on Friday. He's getting ready to go up to bat. And we're like, hey, like, and, and I I do. Like, I, it's not just where he goes up to to hit. And, like, the only time he practices is when he plays. Like, we don't do that. Right. I I get, I take his bat, which his bat, like, that's another thing. He's small. He's still, he's an 8U pitching, and he's hitting with a T-ball bat. Because I'm, I don't think he can get the bigger bats around right now. And so it's like, you got to get a little older Get a little bit bigger in your chest. Anyway, so I take his bat and I hit him lasers in the front yard. Because I'm like, you got to get in front of the ball. Get in front of the ball. This is the only way you're going to get better. It, it, I'm a grown man. I'm 36 years old. These eight-year-old kids are not going to hit you balls nearly as hard as me. I guarantee you. So I hit him lasers in the front yard. Or if I can, I try to take him up to the high school or I try to take him over to the fields and try to hit him lasers. And I do that for the neighbor boy, too. Um, and then, you know, he goes up to hit and he tries, he tries his damnedest and he, and he can get a bat on the ball. He can't really hit it out of the infield cause he's not strong, but he can get, he can hit, he can actually hit. So, uh, he was getting ready to hit and this was like second inning and the one coach pets like, Hey, don't be hitting yourself on the head. If you miss this time, and I go, what's he do? And coach Pat says he takes the bat and he hits himself in the helmet. I go, and I, I noticed he had done that last week, and I didn't put two and two together, and I went, I know why he does that. Pedro Serrano does that mm-hmm. in Major League. So he's doing things he's picked up in Major League, and he's doing it in games. That's kind of cool, though. And so now he wants the, uh, that's why he wants the bucket of fried chicken. So I'm like, well, I guess we all get to eat a bucket of fried chicken because Axel's going to have one piece, so I'm going to get the, uh, do you like dark meat or do you like uh, white meat? I've always been white. What do you like over there? You like dark meat? I am a thighs only guy. Wow. In several Thick different areas. Oh, yeah. huh? I love them. Well, we in Chesterland in the same spot, we had the KFC, then it was Mr. Chicken, and then what's oh, I love Mr. Chicken. What's the next one? There was another one that all oh, had that is that is actually bone in fried chicken. That had yeah, and that had all yeah. the fixins. I mean a Popeyes has that, don't it they? Was before Mr. Popeyes chicken? only seems to have like three things. Churches does. Churches there's a place called Lee's. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it. I'm not sure what the other one was, but so I grew up. That was like a big payoff. Like, Chester fried chicken. We, right. We had all the fast oh, food. Little Chets? There's a place called Lil Chet's that does. I'm sorry. I don't talk. know what it was, but we had all the fast food, and so I ate a lot of fast food growing up. I did yeah. not eat very well. Um, but the big payoff, the big payoff of all of it was the chicken because of all the stuff that came with it. And I felt like I was eating like the king. I mean, I felt, really? I felt so... I've never seen so much food in my life. Did they have the buffet at the chicken places? You know what? I don't know because we always got it at home. Oh, okay. We always we always got back at home and just opening up all those containers. Right. I was like, we get all of this food. How <laughs> yeah, because they package it as a deal. You get two or three sides or yeah. whatever in a bucket. Yeah. So I, I always I kind of grew up on that, and that was awesome. And I don't it do that awesome. anymore. I don't do the chicken at all. I used to. When You've I was totally in, changed your life. I have. You when, really have. When I was in Parkersburg. The rotisserie chicken was like three ninety nine. Yeah, and I would just bring that home and just chisel 
put a fork and a knife into that chicken. It was just me living alone. Wow. And I would graze on that chicken because I couldn't really afford a ton of food. Right. We were making so little money at the TV station. The rotisserie chicken's still it's one of the, the best, best deals. It's the best payoff. Yeah, it is. Pound for pound, yeah. the rotisserie chicken yeah, is still, yeah. and now Sarah doesn't want anything to do with it, so that's... Why? We're not doing that. We put it... We Hello. still, like, we'll eat some. Well, we have to buy a couple, but, dude, Sam's rotisserie chicken is still cheap. And anytime my wife's like, you figure out dinner tonight, I'm like, I'm going and getting two of these things and uh, for all of us, and we can do it. And then if there's leftover meat, you, like, make put it sandwich. on a salad. You make mm. a sandwich, yep. whatever. Yep. You know, maybe you make a little chicken soup with it or whatever. There you go. Yeah, you can throw that yeah. in there in the pocket of a Lipton. Yeah, because there's that. only so much ramen noodle I could do, and I yeah. did a lot of that. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, you'd order pizza out a couple times. Oh, and... I've had more ramen noodles than definitely some people in county. I guarantee well, I had you. every flavor. I yeah. mean, I, I'd gotten down to every flavor, and then I look at the packaging now, and I'm like, I can't believe I ate so much of this ramen noodle. <laughs> I can't believe it. I haven't But it was had... so good. So one day, oh, God, I'm going to start telling fat stories. I don't want to do it. Go. I was like, I haven't had ramen noodles in forever. And I was just at the grocery store and I got a box of them. 12, 12. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The 12-pack, and I made... Did you do a Sunday? This was Sunday noodle dinner. No, it was like a Friday. It was like a Friday after a show. It was probably we were in the pandemic where you could go to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. and I did that, and it was, and I had about six of them, and I thought I was going to die. I seriously thought, you guys, I was going to die. Did you throw any protein in there? Uh, No. You didn't mix mix tuna fish in your ramen noodles? Whoops-a-daisies. It was six of them. (laughs) I I made made three at a time. I was like, I'm still hungry. I'll make three more. And I go, boy, this is fat. And then I ate it, and I got done, and I go... You can't do any of this again. <laughs> you can't a, do any of this again. You are going. Retirement. If, I said if I started just pounding water yeah. to try to dilute it in me, and I go, if I make it through this, I'm not eating it again. And I'll be damned, I ain't done it again. I'm telling you, I, I felt. Oof. No offense to ramen noodles, 
I've told you I've eaten a lot of it, and yeah, I, I still the support their product. I think the ramen industry is okay. I think they're on firm footing. Okay. I still support their product. But you eat too many of them things at one time, you're going to die. It's going to get you. I'm trying to think what else I had to put together. No one wants to admit they ate six packs of ramen noodles. But I, well, I, I, threw, uh, I threw tuna in the Chef Boyardee. Before oh. I well, they I had... was trying to get enough protein. You sicko! I, you can do tuna noodle helper. I, well, and, well yeah. I did tuna noodle helper, helper, but that was another step. So this was just easy because you'd put in a microwave safe bowl. Wait, so you're going a red sauce with yeah with canned tuna, tuna? with canned Ooh. tuna, and the whole point was to get to forty to fifty grams of protein per meal. Oh, so you're yeah. I was doing all this working out five days a week. Wow, and I never got that big. I've never looked at <laughs> Chef Boyardee. There was no payoff whatsoever. Man. I don't know that I've ever looked at Chef Boyardee and go because I've had some of those days where I'm like protein load. Right, you're just yep. trying to. Because, what, it's double your body weight or whatever is for your max daily allowance? Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I've never looked at a canned pasta and go, there's where my protein's coming from today. When Wait, I was I in college. I cannot believe that. When I was in college. <laughs> the preservatives I, that are in that so thing. so ridiculously oh, bad for on. you. That was not, that pretty much, that pretty much discounted the whole workout. Like, you eating that, it was like, why did you even bother? Yes. When I was in college, I went full bore, had a girlfriend break up with me. And I did the full bore one month. Chicken breast. Ken's mm-hmm. going to get sexy, Egg, right? egg yeah. whites. Rice. No taste. Bland. Like Jay Cutler. Like the, the yep. clip of Jay Cutler did when he's like, cottage cheese? I burn my food. I don't eat for taste. Mm-hmm. I just eat this for fuel. Six days a week. Pounding the plates. And then I, I was like, I can't. I can't. One, a gallon of water a day. Yeah, that's and what it is, a gallon of water. Just as soon as it started to take hold, I swear to God, I'm like, I can't do this no-taste stuff anymore. I did it. I can't do it. It drove me crazy. That's interesting. You didn't see... I was like, the, like a bastard, but That's I, what I mean. The results weren't there, because that's what happens. People get so obsessed with the results, and then it's maintaining. And then it's not good enough to maintain. Then it's, I have to get better. I have to get stronger. And then you see the people in the gym that get totally obsessed, and you're like, well, this has now consumed your life. The worst thing that happened for me... Was my stone plant job because you'd get it was so it was time to go or energy. No, I had time. It was such physical labor. I was done. Yeah. The last thing you're going to do is go home and work out. I would try to. And I just had no gas. You had you had such little energy. It made me want to start taking roids because Mm -hmm. I'd go to the gym. We went to this place called Mr. Jake's. In uh, Maslin, which I don't believe is there anymore, and it was like All right, there yeah. were hardcore, there were du- there were dudes there who like they definitely they had the black market down. They did it, yeah. They had the gut, yep. And they they would go in there and they would turn up the music <laughs> and they would get going, and it became a torture chamber. And they didn't give a damn. It was old uh, style. Okay, I I remember guys like this going into uh, let's just say nutritional stores. Yeah. And the amount of deals that I would see get done in the back room for their mm-hmm. what was it called the T the D ball or D ball Diana ball Diana ball yep and know all about that and I would see how quickly this stuff worked and I I'll admit I definitely thought about it do you know the reason I didn't Diana ball clenbuterol do you know the reason I didn't do it it was all I didn't want my face to break out and then it wasn't just the face breakouts I mean I had buddies that had it up and down their back is disgusting it was disgusting but man did it work that stuff worked holy cow there's a reason people do it Mm -hmm. i always love the baseball players well i was only doing it to rehabilitate 
Yeah, you were doing it for a lot more reasons than just that. I mean, you were getting uh, humongous. The amount of Division Three football players I knew that were taking this stuff. I told you, man, I wanted to be on the gas so bad, and I just didn't have the guts. I didn't. Even and know. I would like there was a couple things I like tried, and even then I was like, eh. Did you want the stretch I would, marks? You ever see how yeah, disgusting? And I would, and I the knew guys. Stretch marks were oh, oh and, and, and on it, the shoulder. And I, I've told this on the air before. I was like, there was always, and it was never just like, hey, give me whatever money. You know, give me two hundred dollars and I'll take care of you. Whatever. It was never like that. It was always some weird. Meet me at a fast food restaurant off a of Tusk, and meet me in the men's the the men's bathroom stall. I'm like, well, we can't do it in your car. No, no. And they're like, no, I'm not. No, we're not getting. And involved were you gonna in mess that. around with needles? No. Also, those guys would get in brawls. Yep. I feel like the whole thing just contributed to getting in fights and getting arrested. I really think it yeah. led one thing led to another. It was just, and then I look back on it. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I didn't. It was. It wasn't. I wish worth I would have done it once. Nah, wasn't I worth just, it. Just to see. I just wanted to see because I would take creatine and protein. And I remember my junior year of college, I gained 20 pounds, and people were noticing because my frame wasn't that big. So when someone yeah, like me adds true. 20 pounds and it's all lean muscle mass, like I remember, we we threw a party, Ohio State Michigan weekend. And all these kids, all these guys came up from West G. That I, a lot of them I hadn't seen in a while, and they're like, "Lima, holy cow, Lima's living in a gym." And I'm like, "I might need to take this to the next level." But you never did. You just you just On never the did because you, you you were getting compliments, and it was the it was the most awesome thing because I was I was squirrely looking in high school. It never worked out a day in my life, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden people are getting people are complimenting you. And it did. It got you kind of jacked up. It got you really excited. It it improves your confidence. All of a sudden, you're talking to to women in a different way. It is amazing psychologically how how that changes you during would, that time in your life. I would get so tired, and I just started like, ah, I'll skip this day. I'll skip that day. And then I started having the herniated disc. Yeah. And my back. That was the first time I had it. And then it started to really get bad. And then honestly, I met another girl, and that's when it changed. A lot of people do. A lot of people. Like I still worked out, but I like I was battling the back issue, and then I was like, I remember the best thing. I got the call. I told you the owner's father-in-law, who I, I he's probably passed away. I, I shouldn't speak all the dead, but the guy was a total idiot. I mean, he really was. You could tell the guy had taken bleep his entire life, yeah. and so he loved bossing us around. And I remember he called, and he's like, you know, just. Business is slow right now. Really can't get you on the schedule. Like he was beating around the book. He, you could tell he saw movies about how to let how to lay people off, and that's how he was trying to do it. And I finally was just like, "Dude, are you laying me off?" And he's like, "Yeah, like yeah, I, like I got it." I'm like, "Great, thanks a lot. Talk to you later." Like I was, it was honestly tone. It was a relief. It was a relief because it was such backbreaking labor. Like my buddies. My buddies who were in college, like my, they went to OU, so they weren't there anymore. And I could mm. technically, you know, make. Then I was like, I'm gonna go work at the, I'm gonna work facilities then, and everything is gonna be fine. And we got my back fixed, and I started working out again. And then, you know, I broke up, broke up again, the whole thing. Try to do it all over again. But anytime I went back to it, there was never as much excitement for it, because you get older. And I got busier. I had other things. I had a. Jo- I had more jobs. I had other things I had to do. And then obviously, you become happy and become fat and happy. And there you go. 
I think the relationship over. thing leads to a ton of complacency. And, uh-huh. I, and, you know, it's one thing for guys, but unfortunately in this society, women, and when women get complacent on that stuff, uh, that's, that turns a bunch of people into saying, do you really need that guy? Do you really need what happened to her? She let herself go. That happens all the time. I, that, would, that would happen all the time, and I felt so bad. Felt so bad. I'm like, they're happy. They're happy together. They're so happy that they don't feel the need to have right. to go to the gym every yeah. day. I think. Well, I think some people, you know, they forget certain things about, mm. you know, their wife or their longtime partner or something like that, and that that becomes a sad thing. Yeah, you, know, you know, things happen. Things happen. But um, I'm glad that you and Sarah seem to be so active. Um, it's good for you both. I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you quickly because we had a few things we wanted to get to. No, oh, yeah, forgot. Stan Kroenke. Has all these championships. Oh, yeah, thank you. He has all these championships. Does that make him a good owner? Might want to do this tomorrow on the show, too, because I was thinking about it. And think about how, right now, we always do the scale of where are we on all the owners in Cleveland? You know, where are people on Haslam? I mean, it has almost become, he's become a punching bag. Anytime his name gets brought up and it's like, oh, I'm not going to run my business like the Haslam's run it. Oh, perpetual losers. And it's like, well, they've actually been okay the last few years. <laughs> they've actually been okay. I've said way less bad things about the Haslams in recent years. Now, maybe the Watson thing changed, you know, the casual fan. Maybe maybe a lot of women are not happy with the Haslams, even though D stepped up and said she signed off on it and everything like that. But think about how we talk about our owners in this town. Mm-hmm. And the Dan Gilbert discussion, how that changed overnight when they won the championship. And other people are like, yeah, he had LeBron. Mm-hmm. How much credit does he get? It's like, well, he spent a ton of money. He spent all the money in the world. Think about how cheap Sarver was so with a, Phoenix. Is uh, it a question, what makes a good owner? Yeah. Yeah, I think we always come back to that question because Stan Kroenke just won all these championships and how many sports? I mean, you brought up the lacrosse one, kind of half-joking, but... Well, no, the lacrosse people take that stuff very seriously. Mm-hmm. So when the guy called in during uh, asked this show and asked about the fourth team I'm like well are what sport we're taking more sports seriously now mm. so if it's if it's not just, everybody just thinks it's hockey MLS WNBA lacrosse I, I don't know what else is out there, but I'm sure somebody else could think of something. So what? Okay. What, well, if well you I guess were to we have to discuss that. You know, we might need to make a checklist, honestly, and then bring it to the show. Might might need to do some homework on this. What makes a good owner? What make What are the things? What are the traits of a good owner? Is it, I'd, I'd argue, these are just things I'm thinking off the top of my head. Truly listening and engaging with your fans. I think that's important. Okay. okay? I do think, even though I'm not tradition guy, I do think you have to show some appreciation for your, your 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 city and your team's traditions. What makes your team them them? What what is the identity of your team? And not jettisoning that for just money, because all these owners can just get rid of tradition to sell jerseys, to sell naming rights, to do this, to do that. They can always become more profitable and and get rid of tradition. So I I think you know your fan your fan base technically wants that what is your user experience your customer experience i think that stuff matters that stuff matters like if you're a season ticket holder do you feel like the team hasn't just sold out and is just worried about money do you feel like you're getting something out of the experience are they always reinventing on the fly to make sure that they're listening to the concerns of their customers 
All right. So all these things, all these things are just popping into my head of things that I think would be important for ownership. What's what, coming up with the regional networks? What's distribution? What? How, how are they getting the product to is the it, fan base? Is it now? Are you asking broadly across sports? Yeah. All right. I got myself an answer. I'm not going to share it. I want to share it tomorrow. Good. Good. Because I, I want I want to be thoughtful about this because I think it's easy to just say, "Is our team winning? No. Owner sucks. Did our team win? Yes. Owner's awesome." I mean, in the end, aren't we all just going to hate our owners till the day they sell, and then we'll like the new owners and then hate them eventually? I mean, people were so excited about the Haslam's. They were so excited. I'll never forget doing a show from the Hall of Fame. Yep. And we were there for whatever reason, and it was this Jimmy Haslam. And I remember talking about the devil you know versus the the one you don't. And everybody was down on the learners. And they will be that way for whoever, if if it's... um... David Blitzer, who ends up owning the Guardians in principle, they will be that way with David Blitzer. And then I'm sure something will upset him because I'm sure a businessman will run the Guardians like a business. Well, I've always said that. I've always said, imagine, let's just do a hypothetical, and I I think it's reasonable, that the Dolans sell the majority of the team, majority control, to this Blitzer and whatever team, and then Tito retires, and then maybe Antonetti is like, all right, I do have these offers from some other owners. Yeah, I can go to the Mets or the Yankees. I can get paid twice as much, yeah. and Tito's gone. I don't go to the Dodgers. I, I don't have a relationship with this owner like I did Dolan. So he leaves. Yep. Maybe Chernoff leaves. Whatever. And it's like, wait a second, what happened to this unbelievable we, front office we, that had top ten yes. farm systems every single year? Like that goes back to what I said about the the devil. You know, right now we know all the flaws of our current owners. We also know the good things about our current owners. And when a new owner comes in, you think they're all just going to be positives? Mm-mm. Every single one of them? Mm-mm. I mean, how about the Browns' season tickets and how affordable they are? I mean, what if another group came in? What if what if they're bought by the Saudis? Should we do a pros and cons of Cleveland owners? Like a list? Because I, I think when you just go, oh, when you just go, are they good or not? You go, yeah, they suck, right? Because of the outcome of the team. But when you really sit down and look at that, the ticket prices, the mm-hmm. way that the farm systems ran for the Guardians, you know, the way that, you know, Dan Gilbert seems to hmm. always be able to go out and get somebody when they need to bring in a player, right? Like, well, I think it's a sliding scale. Well, how are we going to do it though? Owen? I'd like to, I'd like to plot this out. How are we going to hear people? Because I'm afraid if we open up the phone lines, well, we're just yeah. going to hear all the bad things. About every owner, I was a season ticket owner for 10 years. A guy didn't, customer rep didn't get back to me. A season ticket rep didn't get yep, back to me, right. and I lost my ticket. So they, then I couldn't get back in queue and blah, 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 and they hate the owner. All right, everybody's got horror stories to every business in America. I'm going through it right now with a patio set that I bought, and I got oh, right. to crack the whip a little bit in a conversation. Like, I've, I've got to be mean. We've been nice, and i got to be mean. So now I have a bad experience. But I've had 20 good experiences with this company before but if you ask me right now i'm not happy i'm afraid that it turns into that so how do we get an accurate gauge of how people feel about what these makes owners? a good sports owner i don't all right i want to answer tomorrow i have an answer well, we'll i think tweet I this do. out when this is done tweet it out and then get some feedback okay to, to help us because i think this is a really hard conversation it's easy to just Talk about which team's closer to a championship. I mean, that's a fun conversation to, to always get into and pick the pros and cons. Owners, 
I don't know. I, I really don't know how you go about doing this. Whether you feel like your owners are really good stewards for you know sports and representatives. And yes, also, you know, there are people that don't care when the Browns are doing all this great work with, with Cleveland Metropolitan Schools and donating fields. Like there are a bunch of fans that don't care and they're like, wake me up when we win. Which yeah. is but isn't that good stuff in the community? Isn't that isn't that the kind of work that you want your billionaire owners to be doing? True. Be philanthropists. True. And, you know, Art Modell was a philanthropist. I know we don't we don't really care about that anymore. No, but, we don't care about that anymore. But that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like that that's also stuff you should be doing hmm. as an ownership group. Are you supporting the schools? Are you are you are you you know this is we've talked about the new uh, stadium deal, whatever it is, whether it's renovating and then the Lamb Bridge and all that. Obviously. The Haslam's are not doing this magnanimously. They're not doing it just because they want, you know, all a, a whole new, awesome setup, real estate wise and development, and and a great place for everybody to hang out. They want to make more money, but can they do that and also help the city? Well, I thought about that. I thought about that with. Um, I thought about that with fan experience when I told you that um, this would have been no yesterday. Yesterday, when I was talking about like what you get with each stadium, and then I had to think about it. I go, well, that's not just a Browns thing. Because I said, okay, they were supposed to run the bases on Sunday. The kids mm. were supposed to run the bases on Sunday. They didn't run the bases. And I thought for a second, I go, boy, look at what you get with basketball and baseball stadiums compared to football stadiums. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you the Guardians aren't the only team that lets the kids run the bases after the game. I'd be shocked if they were the only one. So I can imagine that in Detroit on Sundays, kids get to run the bases on the same field that Miguel Cabrera played on and that type of thing. You get to bring your dogs now in, to the stadium yes, sometimes. In, in basketball, they do have every now and then. I'm not, I don't think it's every game or anything like that, but I think it's every now and then. It might, it might be Sunday. That pregame shoot around or whatever yeah. it is with the kids and autographs on the down same by floor, the floor. Yeah. that LeBron James plays on or that Donovan Mitchell plays on and Evan Mobley plays on in the NFL. And then you think about it also with the ushers. Now the ushers in basketball and baseball, and probably because there's so many games and not, there's not as many people. Obviously, there's not as many people loaded, so they don't have to have as many confrontations. Yeah. As they would on a Sunday in the NFL. In the NFL, it's get you in, get to your seat. Why? Are, what problem are we having here? What is the problem that I need to solve? It's always, it's always a bad problem, usually behavioral, that needs to be solved in an NFL stadium. Whereas in Major League Baseball, the NBA, I can imagine hockey, but I've never been to an NHL game. I can imagine they're the same way. Like a lot of friendliness, a lot of let's let's help let's help each other, or let me help you together. Let's work on this together. This and the other. You need to get to your seat. You need to do this. You need to do that. Let me help you. And in the NFL, it's get in your seat. All right, time to go. Like that type of thing. And it's just. And I think it's probably that way in Detroit. I think it's probably that way in Cincinnati. I think it's probably that way in Pittsburgh. I think it's probably that way in every NFL stadium. It's such a different atmosphere. You don't get to be on the field. Kids don't get to play catch on the field. I think they might have during family day, like during training camp. Mm-hmm. But there's no catch on the field no, after an NFL game. And the NFL probably feels like they don't have to do that. And, and that's part of it. I don't think the the NFL, I think, just feels like they don't have to do that. They probably so, feel like, hey, but, uh, we had a team go 0-16 and people still came to the games the next do year. But I, do I use that in my 
evaluation of a football owner as compared to the other two owners. Do I do that? Because I don't think that they would allow you to do it in Levi Stadium. Yeah. I don't think they would allow you to do it in New York. I'd love to say yes, but the but it seems that it's a league-wide thing. But Yes. I don't know if it might be one of those, like we talked about with Curtis, one of those unwritten rules of the ballpark or the stadium where we all just assume beer sales cut off at the 7th. No, it's just everybody had a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, I didn't know that. What if this is a gentleman's agreement? Yeah. Who's going to be what? Cleveland Brown Stadium could be the first place to do stuff like that. Why not? Do you think, by the way, do, the stadium condition, does that matter to you as an owner? Evaluating the owner? I think it does. Okay. Yeah. Because I can't help but think more positive feelings towards Paul Dolan when I was there yesterday. and For it looks amenities like amenities and all it that. Fe- it yeah. felt like the stadium was built. In 2018. It's an amazing. That's why we love it. That's why we yeah. love going I think, there. And, and a lot of people still come place. from outside the region to enjoy Look, that. I but will people say, aren't really doing that in the NFL. And some of the tunnels, it's a little 90s. Yeah. In is. some of the tunnels. The bathrooms, too. But when say. you get like out in the actual seating area, that stadium could have been built. In, you could be like, yeah. stadium was built in 2017. And I, I believe you. If I would have known nothing mm. about Cleveland and nothing about Major League Baseball, if I was from if I was from London, England, and came here to watch an American baseball game, and you were like 2017, I would have I would have believed you. It is awesome that they 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 crushed the stadium. The I mean, they 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 made a stadium. They weren't rushed to do it. Fortunately, they they were able to build it, and it just it helped that the team obviously took off at the exact same time. I mean, that's that's a perfect storm. But holy cow! I mean, I have friends. Uh, when I had friends in Syracuse, when we were here uh, covering things, they were taking pictures by the Progressive Field. There were people like New York media members mm. who were taking pictures of Progressive Field, and they were like, I've always wanted to come here. This is awesome. I want." And it wasn't even a baseball game. It was They were here for college basketball. And they were like, holy cow, this place is a shrine. It is awesome. And it's so cool to hear that about that place. I like that. That's so nice. I do think that stuff factors in. All right. So we'll ask it tomorrow then. Big birthday night for you tonight. No, no presents. Just hold Nizzy. You know what? That's all the present I need. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.